This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Boris Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And, and joining us again. I'm oh, a regular. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do this all again from the top and get this in because Dave's trying to join in here and I'm all for that. Justin, from the top. From the top. Here we go. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. I'm Peter. And I'm David from Forever Bristol City Podcast. Oh, this is the way forward, everybody. We like this. Oh, brilliant. There we go. There we go. A regular. A regular. (laughs) Is this your fourth visit now, David? It seems that we were talking only the other day. How often do return fixtures happen so close together? I'm still having therapy over the last time we met in terms of fixtures. Yes. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. Well, no, that's yeah. Boxing Day. Let's, let's get this straight away because, first of all, as Justin disapproves of Boxing Day football as a concept, not just this season mm. and after the game, but of course, yeah, things went a little bit awry. We had we had fun trying to get into the family stand, but enough of that this week. What happened was the team had problems getting out of first gear and into second, and your guys, I have to say, tactically, Mr. Liam Manning absolutely came and did it us all over we've been talking about how was he was new into position and what was going to happen but it was a masterclass from your lads how did you guys see it from your side it was up to that point a season best of season performance yeah I mean everything he did went right it made it three wins on the spin yeah and we were eagerly looking at sixth place so it was good on the day some good goals we were worthy winners and everybody had high hopes for that because it's not that many years ago that you gubbed us uh, 
six uh, nil. I think that was the lockdown season or just before the lockdown season. I can't remember now, but uh, yeah, it was a lockdown season. It was, and it was an important game for us because that was really the thing that just saw us push on into yeah. the next gear and kind of motor towards promotion in that lockdown season. But mm-hmm. you, you must, you must have been very excited about what was potentially going to be coming along, and not least of all, obviously, last night. Well, if you take what happened after Watford, we knew we were playing West Ham. I made a conscious decision not to go to that game because there was 9,000 fans that we took, which was a big number, biggest number we've taken for about four years. Last time, I think, was Man City away in the Carabao Cup semi-final. I didn't go. I'll tell you why I didn't go, because it was very much, it's always our big doubt in London. We're up from Somerset. We're going up there to have our cup final. And I'm thinking, Brentford, Bournemouth and Brighton, they're playing these guys, these matches every week, and this shouldn't be a big day out. And as I say, we were excellent in the two games against West Ham, but it's not about it's not about the it's not about the cup. Well, it is when you're in it, but it's about the league games. The three league games since we played you have yielded one point, only scored one goal in those three league games as well. Yeah, in fact, no, no. What was it? Nil, uh, nil against Birmingham. Dreadful game. Nil one against Millwall on New Year's Day. Last minute goal for them. Awful game. And then you said about Liam and his tactics, and he's yeah. learning on the job. But when we lost at Preston on uh, Saturday, they made three substitutions at halftime, which included bringing on Will Keane. So they totally altered their tactics, and he didn't respond. But if you look at the two West Ham games, he's going to be labelled if he keeps this up as one of England's brightest young prospect as a manager. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he was in that category and he fell out of it momentarily and then seems to seems to be resuscitating all, all, all of that there. Obviously, the transfer window is open, Watford fans. The transfer window is open. You wouldn't know it, but there we are. It is. It is. We've lost We've lost a, 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 a midfielder, Imran Luzo, who's gone off on loan to Orion. You have acquired... A, a midfielder who has already scored against Watford this season from Burnley. Now, I believe, is he on loan? Because I'd seen like two and a half million was mentioned. Is uh, he on loan or is he is he purchased? Well, Scott Twine is on loan. There's a rumour it's with an option to buy. But he's a player that knocked around these parts before he even made his name at Milton Keynes because I think he played very early doors for Swindon Town. Mm-hmm. He's even might have Chippenham Town. So he's one of those that locally, you would say got through the net, and then obviously he did the business under Liam Manning. He can play in this number 10 role. That's what he's been brought in to do. Yeah. Dead ball specialist, scored, I think, 20 goals under Manning at MK Dons and 13 assists as well. But you've got to remember that's League One. But it creates some interesting team selection issues, the right sort of issues to have, because it's almost like a new signing. Ross McCrory, who we paid Aberdeen two million quid for back in the summer, which is a big fee. He came on for an hour against Preston at the weekend and he started last night, only managed 60 minutes, but he came in and there there will be a formation change if he sticks with what he played against West Ham. Of course, we've also lost a player, Andy Vyman, 200 plus games, 50 goals. I'll give you the background. That was the last goal he scored for Bristol City was against you, and it was quite a delicate little chip. Yeah. Nice little finish. He's gone. Andy is out of contract in the summer. He wasn't getting many minutes on the pitch this season. Twofold reason for that. One, that 21-22 season when he scored 20 goals and did 
double-figure assists. If you look at his career in the round, that was his golden boot season. And that came immediately after missing a season out through ACL. But he's out of contract and he an option would have been triggered if he'd have played more games for Bristol City. We'd have had to have given him another year. Ah. So I think this is evidence of Liam Manning looking at what he wants his squad to be going forward, yeah? And for West Brom, I mean, Andy is capable of scoring eight or nine goals between, well, half a dozen goals between now and the end of the season, which might make the difference between West Brom playoffs or not. So that's he's he's gone and can't believe he's been here five and a half years. But that's personally, I don't think that's a loss because I wasn't a great fan of his. But I had to hold my hands up and eat humble pie on the podcast that year where he really did exceptionally well. And he won't be playing a game for Bristol City. Pretty much said that on local radio the day he left. Well, it's interesting because Andy Vyman, actually one of his, when he was at Aston Villa, one of his early loan stints was with Watford. I'm mm. trying to remember, did he play alongside, was it Danny Graham? Was it that time? Danny Graham. It yeah, was, Danny Graham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, then, yeah. His career went off the table a bit. Danny Graham, didn't it? Because did he make it with Sunderland or was he, with, who? He where was, did he make his name before he went to you guys? Well, he he. He didn't really. He was at he was at Carlisle. He came to us oh, wow. and had two two seasons where I mean over over the two seasons he scored something like thirty five goals something like that. Blackburn in a side that was struggling. He went to Swansea from us and did very well under Brendan and Rogers, who'd been mm. integral in bringing him here in the first place. He went to Sunderland, fell on his ass for a long time. Had had loans at places like Middlesbrough and Wolves, if I remember rightly. Mm. And yeah, absolutely, Carlos is right he had a long stint at Blackburn where he resuscitated his name went back to Sunderland got in a car had a beer and drove into a garage and when I say into a garage I really mean into a garage right through the shop and everything not, yeah. not so. to get petrol or maybe it was to get petrol then missed the <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he was he was there for some... the whole new spin on drive through <laughs> yeah yeah but he, he I mean Danny Graham he's he's very well considered at Watford and hopefully he's all right now all of that sort of stuff coming in retirement which or immediate retirement, which we know some players really do struggle with. But there we go, there we go, there we go. So in terms of that particular game, you've had three struggling league games. I mean, the one at Preston is is, is stunning to us because we beat Preston 5-1 up at their place and right royally gubbed them in the second half. The first half, when Will Keane was playing for them, yeah, they they could have, they could have, he scored the first and, or their only goal, that's it, but he could have got a couple more potentially in that first half. But second half, we absolutely, steamroll of them so we will see how things go from there what is the the i appreciate it's only a few weeks ago uh you've got the west ham game you've got obviously the watford game how is the bristol city fan base kind of thinking about how everything is looking this season twine's um, previous work with with yeah. manning of course is 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 a really interesting one because absolutely they were very successful together at mk dons they were and i think the thing is with Twine, it's not a fee, you know, it's a loan, so no money's been spent. Uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman, the loan from West Brom, I think that was part of the uh, Vyman deal. Yeah. Taylor Gardner Hickman is now a Bristol City player, so that uh, option to buy that was that looks to have been uh, crystallized. But with the, the Vyman uh, situation going, he wasn't getting that many minutes on the pitch anyway. But looking looking forward, what, what the fans are thinking. If we'd have paid a if we'd have paid a fee for Scott Twine, then the very pro Nigel element that still exists would have been saying he was never given that money by the Lansdowne. So there's still this 
antipathy towards the board, and in some respects, Manning's picking up flack. It's it's a bit unfair. It's not his fault that he got appointed as manager. So the feeling of the fans is positive. It's positive in the sense that you get a draw away at West Ham in front of 9,000, and then you win in front of 26,000 on a good night out. The harsh reality is Bristol City losing at Preston. It was typical of us that we would beat West Ham. And now it's back to the bread and butter. We've got you. And I know we've got to get two points a game between now and the end of the season. Yeah. And if you look at our next three games, we've got you at home, we got Coventry away, and then Leeds at home on Sky Friday the 2nd of Feb. And in between that lot, obviously, Forest or Blackpool, depending on how that finishes. So being in the cup keeps the interest going. Yeah. But we need to get a result against you if it's only a draw, then that'll be two points out of 12. That's not great form. And Nigel, when he left, as somebody pointed out to me, he was on 1.4 points per game. Under Liam, 11 games in charge in the league. That's a quarter of the season. He's averaging 1.225 or 1.25. I think it's 1.225. So Mm. our season, we're locked there in mid-table and we're not going to go down. But in this division, we all know we could quite easily lose... The next three games, win, uh, draw two of them. Then you'd be into what would be five points out of 15. It's not, that's not, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, that's not great, is it really? Five points out of 18, sorry. Five points out of 18. Great. Great. Not but, great. but of course, the difference with Liam Manning is that you're looking at him, I presume, as a, as, as you said, the, the young up and coming manager. He's a long term option, whereas obviously with, with Nigel, you know, and we, and we love Nigel Pearson here. I think I think we, we yeah. do for his, his time with us. We mention his forearms every time, don't we? I, I, <laughs> I make- Look, Nigel, Nigel, Nigel still loved and I think he's milking this fan's affection a little bit. Because he's he's put on a just at the turn of the year he put on a video of his last his 2023 and I I tweeted just need some atmospheric music in that to make it feel audible <laughs> and then and today he 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 put on and it's very big of him as well and you say there's a positive but he said congratulations to everyone at Bristol City for the marvelous win <laughs> against West Ham but Nigel is old school I put Nigel in the same bracket as Tony Mowbray who's obviously got the job at Birmingham. And Liam is one for the future, but I think Liam is a sort of ambitious sort of guy that if he got us within a whiff of the playoffs, even this season, and started next season strongly, he's going to be on the radar of premiership managers looking for, or even better, championship clubs. And he's ambitious, so he could move on. But tactically, you said he got it right against Watford. He got it wrong against Preston, or he didn't respond quick enough. Against West Ham over the two games, right? We and, and last night, Tuesday night, for long periods, we were controlling the game and and we were hard. That was the other thing. We got stuck into them and refereed Darren England. I thought he refereed it quite well with VAR. I think there would have been more than one sending off and that other one would have been one of our chaps. Manning will be given a lot of slack by the owners because he's he's their project. Very good. Very good. Now... I'm gonna I'm gonna try a new feature and we'll see if this works oh. or if it doesn't. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, go, I'm gonna play an interview with a Watford manager who obviously has Bristol City connections, who we've just been talking about, might give this away. But I'm gonna ask <laughs> Justin and Carlos and indeed the listeners, if you can tell me which game was this the aftermatch interview of. 
Nigel, what's your assessment of that result and the way the game panned out? First half, we let the game pass us by. I think they had three attempts, scored three goals. Might have been a couple of block shots, but we had passengers, unfortunately, and that is disappointing at this stage of the season. Um, you know, second half performance, much improved, very competitive. Now, the first question, of course, is why when they're doing the post-match interviews, does the groundsman go, I know it's about seven o'clock at night, but I'm going to start the fucking lawnmower off all the time. Never mind. <laughs> One of those things, isn't it? But, but, so you, you are home listening or wherever you are listening. Let's see if you can work out who it is. I'm going to turn to Justin, sir, and say, Justin, who do you think that match was against? 3-0 down at half time. It's got to be, well, he said we started playing better in the second half, didn't he? So that kind of rules out Man City. Last, for the last eight years, pretty much that rules out. The last eight years, yeah. Yeah, if you just said, and then they thrashed us even more, I'd have gone with that. Yep. <laughs> I, do you know what? I don't I don't have a clue. I'm going to have to say, so under, under Pearson, we beat United at home, Liverpool at home. I don't think he would have had the reverse fixtures of those because he wasn't there long enough. So it's going to be one of the top teams. Oh, God, it's not Spurs. Chelsea? Carlos, okay, who do you mm. think that that game was? And of course, it can only be during that particular time that we had, Nigel. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. As soon as I heard that, I thought Chelsea straight away. I'm wondering if that is alleged headbutt gate around that time, Mister Messina, which would make um, it. Which yeah would make it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. see. I do I want to say Spurs just to be difficult. No, I'll go with Chelsea. Maybe remember the answer is in tribute to David and Bristol City's excellent result last night. Oh, West Ham. It's West Ham. West Ham. It was, yeah. uh, it was, oh, it, was it was Nigel's last game. I thought you got it with headbutt because the alleged oh, yeah. headbutt with Adam um, at half-time. Who, who knows if that ever happened? It doesn't really matter. It's now become urban myth, which is quite pleasing anyway. But absolutely, David. What's, what's, it, what's the headbutt incident, chaps, if I can ask? Oh, them. well, let, oh, let, oh, let, let me fill you, you in, everyone. David. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me fill uh, you in. Carlos's territory. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> I, I will say. <laughs> I will say the, the aforementioned manager had a disagreement with Adam Messina who was a Watford player for a period of time, and during the exchange, dropped the nut on him, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Just like he attacked Neil Lennon, allegedly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it? No, Alan Shearer it was, wasn't it? Shearer, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Shearer, yeah. yeah. He did something mad at Leicester as well, didn't he? Was it? it was, well, that was the ostrich. Yeah, it was the ostrich bit, wasn't it? That yeah, was... yeah, and he... He picked somebody up on the half on the touchline as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's I, I loved that about Nigel Pearson. The fact that there oh, was a there was a, a certain element of danger. And I think genuinely, mm. if you were a player for Nigel Pearson and you came in after 45 minutes and you hadn't given at least close to your best. Uh, yeah, I, I could imagine there may have been some blood on the on the uh, on the dressing room wall, and quite a lot of it would have been yours. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> now, we came in, we we came in three nil down, and Adam Messina, who's Moroccan slash Italian left back, but wasn't a left back seemingly on the day, and thought that no. blocking crosses was was something you don't necessarily have to do. On the other side, at the back post, Feminia decided that the best idea to try to counter a ball to the far post is to to duck as much as you possibly can do. And who knew that those two stratagems would end up in a violent Nigel Pearson at half-time? Uh, 45 <laughs> minutes Allegedly. after, 45 minutes after, 
Not allegedly. Yeah, Nigel was let go by the club with only two games to go, needing wins. And don't worry, it was only against Man City and Arsenal. Welcome, Hayden Mullins as caretaker manager. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a chalice. Weird, it may be pleasant. To try and keep us up. Good luck. <laughs> oh, how we, we laugh about, about it now. This is Shorty, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Enjoy the game. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But in the meantime, it's... It's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No! God, please, no! No! Yes, David, we're still doing it. Yes, absolutely. I know it was only three weeks. Have we got the dog? Have we got the dog as well? <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> well, I, I think I think in that instance, I mean, I'm, I'm taking that practically as a request from you, David, there for the dog. We will start definitely with Jarvis. But before we do that, let's have a quick look at the current league oh, table. We yes. all got points. We all got points. Did you, you didn't go 2-1, did you? At you the moment, <laughs> let's look at it. Well, let's explain it to oh, people who are listening rather than just calling Carl a fucker. We all know Carl's a fucker. <laughs> let's explain why. So, now, one one prediction, which, as we all know, is its own prediction each week, is currently sitting atop alongside <laughs> alongside Carlos, who yeah, that's right, baby, who, who got three points last week. JP Backgammon has has fallen away slightly, but he's only a point off, so it's really quite tight there. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel, who we will be hearing from in a moment, is sitting in mid-table. And the EFL is sitting with Justin literally one point above the bottom, which is artificial stupidity. The EFL and Justin are both sitting on 17 points. So I have to say, David, Justin, you both got to up your game today, obviously. But hey, Listen, I've, I've never known a game so difficult to catch four points up in as this. It's ridiculous. Yes, but it's you were able to lose those four points very easily. So it must be really, theoretically. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm getting shit and good mixed up. Maybe. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> let's go and see what the dog thinks. Now, this one is a strange one, and everybody, I'm saying that, bearing in Hang mind on. it's the dog selection. This rules. one's a strange one. They're all strange. Well, he was on a beach in Brighton last time I was here. Right? Yeah. Well, this one, and I appreciate those people only listening. Once again, you'll have to go to Twitter to go and see what's happening here because that, that, oh, how can I put this? Um, he's he's dieharding today. It's Bristol City versus Watford. Or to put it another way, Banksy versus badly drawn Watford. Brilliant. Hey, now, I'm aware your favourite film is Die Hard. Are you paying homage to the great Bruce Willis there wearing your vest? Oh, you've got something written on the back of your vest. Let's have a look, see what it says. Let's see what it says. I'm a Spaniel 
I don't rate Daniel Backman. Hmm. Can I just make it clear that mine and Jarvis's opinions aren't always shared, although on this occasion they are. Okay, okay buddy. Bristol City versus Watford. Played them obviously on Boxing Day and Big Val was outclassed. Let's hope we can get a bit of revenge. So away you go, mate. This is Bristol City first. That was the number one that you hit first. Yeah, Bristol City one. Okay, now the mighty golden boys. Oh, I didn't see that. I think it was a... It was a three. It was a three. Bristol City. Bristol City one. What? A three. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Well, there we go. A nice. strange, a strange as Unfinished ever. Unfinished sympathy by Massive Attack at the end. Brilliant little Bristol reference there. Well, yeah, that, that was a nice reference. I like that. The Die Hard and the Vests possibly echoing. Which player we've spoken about already? Danny Graham. Do you remember the wear a vest day for Danny? Yeah. We did that uh, one. Well, that that was that was right up there with bring a fruit day kind of thing. Yeah, okay. And and also <laughs> referencing Banksy versus badly oh, drawn Watford. I mean, how much yeah, has he packed into that? That was good too. However, how does he know that Die Hard is Jarvis's favourite film? I just, how do you canvas a dog? He's wearing a vest, isn't he? And also, we did end up talking just, about. He put him in the vest, Carlos. I don't think uh, that Jarvis no, 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 no. picked it out. I don't, I don't no, think seen, that's what happened. You've seen that dog at work. He puts his own hat on as well. <laughs> yes, this is true. We did also talk about, obviously, on the Christmas Day special, as to whether or not Die Hard was a Christmas movie or not. It is, and it is we did debate this. David, um, nice. you, you can settle this for us. Die Hard, Christmas movie uh, or just movie? That's the one with lots of snow in it, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and Christmas it's trees. One, and it's the one where the aeroplane shoots off. That's, and oh, that's, that's Die Hard 2. That's, that's Die Hard 2. This, but isn't that, isn't that the one that's got the snow in Die Hard 2? It yeah. is. It is, because the other so one's in L.A., which doesn't really snow very much at all. So Die Hard 2, if it's got snow on, I'd <laughs> make it that Christmas movie. Although it was the original Die Hard, a Christmas party, yeah. that was the only 10 years into Christmas. Oh, look at That's this. It. This is what, this uh, is what we do. This, this is why this prediction league David's is... David's thrown our whole podcast under the bus is there. It's followed and copied everywhere. Podcast. Excellent stuff. Well, what can we say? <laughs> so he's gone 3-1. He's gone 3-1. The the random, random stupidity, uh, artificial stupidity, has actually come out with a reasonable prediction because it's finally not gone like 8-5 or something stupid. It's gone 1-0 to Watford. Now, that's 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 interesting. The big news about 1-1 is it's gone 1-1. And then John Parslow has has really taken Ashton Gate to heart. Predictions League. And it's Watford versus Bristol City. And this week, Watford fans have been debating what is the biggest scandal in the UK ever? Is it indeed Mr Bates versus the post office? Or the Watford fans versus the stewarding policy and the dark arts of Jenkins and Pope. Yes, it's that. But no, we have to look back into our past to a time when Mark Ashton was telling Graham Simpson, don't worry, the money's ring-fenced to find out the biggest scandal in Watford's history. We are at the Mark Ashton Gate Stadium. Make of that what you will. But it's Bristol City to go first with the dice on the pitch. 
Bristol City. And it's five minus five is zero. Can Watford avenge Boxing Day defeat? And it's five minus five for Watford. Mm. So no revenge and honour shared in the Mark Ashton derby. Bristol City nil. Watford nil. Well, there we go. There we go. Mm. The Mar Mark God. Ashton gate, got to say. Nicely done, yeah, very, very creative, good. and I, I do know that John was on on Sunday night having to drive up to to Manchester, um, and uh, for, for one reason or another, I was talking to him, and he just suddenly went right. Anyway, I'm just going to leave. Oh shit! And that went what backgammon, and he went back inside, picked up his backgammon set, and that that was filmed at, the, at his hotel room in Manchester. <laughs> Silly super. bugger, love it. Love it. Superb. So we've well got done, so we've got we've got two draws. We've got a nil-nil and we've got a one-one. We've got a three-one to Watford from from a dog wearing a hat having a fit thinking he's Bruce Willis. And we've got a one-nil to Watford from basically artificial stupidity. We do turn to our guest for representing the EFL. David, sir, what do you think the score will be? Ashton Gate. Not uh, Mark Ashton Gate, uh, but just Ashton that's Gate. Good. That's a good question. I mean, for from for the team that was the first not to score at Deepdale all season. We managed to achieve that, yeah, getting nil. Last two goals have come against West Ham. I'm going to be, I'm going to say what I'd like the score to be rather than what I think it'll be. But I think it'll be quite high scoring and I think it'll be 3-2 to us, 3-2 to Bristol. Ooh. A pulsating clash, no, no less. This is good. I think there is no question as to who I need to go to next because we always leave it to the person who's highest up in the table. So that would be you, Carlos, at the moment. So I'm not yes. going to come to you, Carl. I'm going to go Thank across you. to Justin because he's not as high as you. <laughs> Justin, sir, no. what do you think the score is going to be, Ashton Gate, this coming Saturday? Not as high as Carl. That's because we're both on dry January. That's why. That's why that's happening. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I do love, I do now, love the fact that you were in a bad mood every time we came to you last, and now because we come to you first, you're in a bad mood. This I'm only in good. a bad mood because I'm being beaten by a dog and a man that throws dice. And, it's, and me. It's, well, I, you, you, yeah. This is what I mean. How easy is it to pick up four points in this fucking game? <laughs> anyway, so I think so. What I would say to you, David, is don't expect the same result as Boxing Day. There was very special things happening on that day because it's Boxing Day and they were okay. always cursed when we play on Boxing are you say, Day. Are you saying that the players were hungover from Christmas Day? I'm saying it was Boxing Day. Okay. So I think that away we've been... Pretty good. So last time out, we beat QPR 2-1. We've drawn three all with Plymouth. This is good. But we have won some games as well, some, some, some by almost cricket scores. So I think we are going to win this game 3-1. Uh, except, except you can't say 3-1 because oh, Jarvis because, claimed 3-1. Oh. Once again... I love Once this again, game. I realise I, I should write things down. You should. You didn't even ask for, um, for a refresh this time. You go, what are the scores? No, 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 no. Have a refresh. Okay, so we've got 1-1, 0-0, 1-0. 3-1. David, sorry. You. And 3-2 to Bristol have, City, according to Dave. Have 2-1. Have 2-1. Yeah, I, I don't like 2-1. Yeah, well, it got me. It got it, it. got me points. It did. It did. You could. You could <laughs> counted my tears when they scored. All right, let's be bold then. Let's go four one. 
Oh, dear, oh, dear. 4-1 away win at Ashton Gate. That would be, of course, a reverse of Boxing Day. It would. And football does have these kind of symmetrical things that sometimes occur. People always score against their their old team. Scott Twine scored against us for Hull. He might do it again. He lost doing that for Hull. Let's hope he does that again. Let's turn to Carlos, sir, and say, what what do you think the the score is going to be? Having seen Scott Twine once already this season. Yeah, yeah, good player, actually. A little bit jealous of, of that transfer. Right, how do I see this one playing out? I think... I, I agree with Justin. I think our away form is better. We seem to play with the shackles off a little bit more. However, I do rate Bristol City from what I saw. And I know Justin's blaming it on Boxing Day, but I do think they're actually a good side. So I, I have you got your finger ready on the button, Peter? Because I'm going to go for a Desmond. Oh, it's a Desmond, everybody. It's a Desmond. Oh, I get so excited with Desmond. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a Desmond on this because I, I, I think, it, again, I agree with it, David. I think it'll be a few goals in the game. But yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go for it for a 2 2 Desmond. Oh, excellent stuff. So, what will happen? Again, as ever, points will be allocated. We have got uh, a, a prediction that Bristol City will win a high scoring encounter 3 2. Justin thinks we're going to reverse the Boxing Day tragedy for us. Triumph for David, obviously, 4 1. 1 1 has unremarkably gone 1 1. Carlos has gone for a Desmond 2 2. John has gone all the way up to Manchester to draw 0 0. But in the meantime, to have a go at Mark Ashton, former CEO of both com- of both clubs, I think we can both just agree, Mark Ashton, wanker. Anyway, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel <laughs> has gone 3-1 to Watford and artificial stupidity has gone for 1-0 to the Horns, which all means that obviously Christ alone knows what's going to happen. But we will see come Saturday. Scratch your eyes, you do not. Rubbish this prediction league is. Now, Carlos, you are travelling down to Bristol on I Saturday, am. aren't you? I am. You're driving? Yes, I'm driving because it will stop oh, yeah. the temptation of Zibiz. So, yeah, I'm, I'm driving down there. Uh, my favourite uh, away day of, of last season. Looking forward to any cake flying out of windows, as we spoke uh-huh. to David David last time. So, yeah, all, all, all good. Uh, Bristol City away, looking forward to it. And if I get my prediction right, I'm in for a good game as well. So where are you going? Are you, you coming, you're coming down by car. Have you decided which pub you're going to drink in yet? Or are you going to have a bite? Uh, no, I don't know. We got the train last time. Uh, and it, okay. was a very, it, it was a long walk. So I don't know where to park or where to go, really. But we'll we'll um, we'll worry about that uh, on yeah. Friday. I'll plan. If it. you are driving, uh, and I'm sure you guys use the app, but have a look at something called Just Park, right? Yeah. And even at the West Ham game last night, I'd park no more than ten minutes away from the ground. Not even that. There was a space there for that game last night. But if you put in the postcode BS32EJ. That's the ground. Put that on. Oh, it was your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. CS32EJ. And I say, don't park in the side streets that are very close to the ground because they do tend to charge a bit more. But just park some of the ones the other side of the ground heading, if you like, out of Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Or have, have a look and you can DM me or Justin's got Yeah, my yeah, number. lovely. But you'll you'll be able to park there for twelve pound fifty or something like that, yeah. And that's cool. same. It is a long walk. It is a long walk from the station. I mean, to walk from the station where well, you've done it, it's a good twenty five minutes. And yeah, that's, yeah, uh, it's a fair old short night. All on the level. If anybody's doing it, you're not going to get out of breath. But it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, so, awesome. 
I'll have I, a look at that. I do have to ask because obviously when we put out the uh, the the podcast, we put we put out an individual kind of cover for every single one, and one of the mentions was gun turrets on shopping centres, which must have yes. been from the walk from the yes. train station. Do you recall now where this may have been? Because I don't think we got to the bottom of it last time, and I'm not sure anybody getting the train will feel entirely safe either you put, you, from guns. You put me and under turrets. pressure now. I think while Carl's looking that up, I would like to mention local business oh, of the day in, in Bristol. So there is a restaurant called The Taste of Napoli. Are you familiar with this restaurant, David? Have you been uh, here? There's lots of Italian restaurants in Bristol. Do you have a, a location, roughly, does it say? Yes, it's uh, 32 The Horse Fair, Broadmead. Oh, Christ, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, sounds like a good place. Oh. There, and I got, I think is what we're taking for me. Here's a positive um, review. <laughs> yeah, a couple of reviews then on this. Coffee, really nice. Staff, really friendly. Best place in Bristol to have a coffee. Food is great too. And somebody else has said, really tasty pizza. Love the crispy crust and has vegan options too. The staff are all very friendly and helpful and they make a tasty coffee too. That's two mentions of tasty coffee. So lots there of you go. That, of coffee. There is taste of Napoli. Is that anywhere near the ground? It's uh, nowhere near the ground. If you're going to Broadmead, <laughs> I mean, Broadmead, Broadmead is one of those areas that you wouldn't, you, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't go. It's, it's a shopping centre. Yeah, it was followed up. It was followed up by Cabot Circus, which is the main shopping centre. Nowhere, nowhere near the ground. If you want to go, if you want to go somewhere for a coffee. You want to be really trendy, go up into Clifton or oh. Southville, North Street area of Bedminster, all around there. I mean, it's Ash- Ashton Gate area on a match day, pretty safe most of the time. But again, if you go near the, I'm just trying to think, the Industrial Museum, the Science Museum in Bristol, all along there, the Dockside area, Queen Square, there's some nice little bars off of there. That would take you about 10, 15 minutes to get to the ground from there. This is this so. What you're saying is, I picked a right duffer. Is what you're <laughs> you saying, <are. laughs> David? Well done. You, you've made an absolute silk purse out of a pig's ear of a segment there. I mean, this has been genuinely the most unsuccessful segment. But as you'll know, that's not going to get in our way of a repeat. Absolutely. I mean, that's, exactly. that is. I have to say that pips that pips the whole MOT centre by a nudge to the bottom by of the a, table. A mile. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Italian restaurant. Go. Great coffee. That's always an endorsement, isn't it? Really, crikey! Look on his face when I mentioned Broadmead. Oh, oh no. I found it. I found it. Right here we go. Let's right, get to gun on, turrets on right, shopping centres. Pete, Pete, I'm going to have to send you the picture, aren't I? Okay, you so do that. You can show everyone. So you do that with me. Oh, oh. This is exciting. <laughs> Where is it? Where is this gun turret then? Oh, I just realised what it is. It's not a shopping centre. Well, hold on, I'm going to put. Hold on, don't tell us. We're going to put this up. And we're going to see if Dave recognises it. Hang on a second, right there we go. That's. Oh, you're getting a picture. You're getting an image. Here we this, go. This, now this, this is me. this is remembered as gun turret on shopping centre by Carlos. I'm not saying yeah. he was heavily drinking. I, I might I might have been drinking. There we go. <laughs> Oh, right. Yes, that is not a gun turret. That is not a shopping centre. That is not a shopping centre. That, I think, is now... Climbing centre. No, it's not a climbing centre. That is, if you if you were coming on a football special train to Ashton Gate, you would go to Parsons Street Station. That's where and I went. That, 
used to be that is at the top end of Winterstoke Road. So that is about five minutes from the ground. And back in the 60s, probably 50s, that was an old cinema done in the Odeon style of those round turrety type buildings and i think it, it's definitely not a cinema now it, it's some sort it might be an activity area for kids but i know exactly where that is top end of winterstoke road literally less than 200 yards from parson street station that's why you yep. would have walked past it I have to say, again, again, we will will put this... uh, I mean, that picture, that's going on the cover of this thing. So have a look on the front cover if you're listening to this. That that looks like, basically, a Martello tower. I love the way you go, this might be a kid's thing. That's the kind of thing that kids are normally playing on in the opening scenes of Casualty, just before one of them falls a great distance. (laughs) Which you will know, for very many years, was filmed in Bristol. Oh, of course. Of course it was. It yes. Was. It all comes around again. There we go. It all comes back around against Ready Fools and Horses and everything else yeah. and throwing cakes I out the window. I actually had a car accident when I was driving <laughs> through the centre of Bristol. This is right up by the BRI. And I knew you always seem to see them filming. And as I as I as I drove, I my I could see them doing something near the bus station. I drove past them just did a cursory glance to my left, turned round, pulled up very close behind a little pickup truck type thing. Yeah. And I was driving a, I was driving a BMW at the time. Person behind obviously did the same as me, driving a Fiat 500, didn't pull up, went slap into the back of me, didn't push me into the front of the in, into the front of the truck inside. The, and I was actually driving to the game again, and they were left with a smashed up car, not a scratch on the back of the BMW at all. So, as they say, good. That was casualty being being filmed. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. crash. and let us know if you've had an accident whilst watching casualty being filmed as well. This opens up now, I'm afraid, a new section of this podcast is <laughs> Have you ever had an accident on the way to a on game? Way to <laughs> I, think, I think we try and or keep him for everybody. Have you ever seen anything being filmed on the way to a game? <laughs> Yes. I've had an accident yes. watching it. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite niche. Yeah, I think we may have covered it on this one, but we'll try it on other <laughs> ones and see if anything comes of it. Hey, David, you mentioned something about cake. You mentioned something about cakes when we when we we, we started. Yeah, well, I said I said to you, my my grandmother used to live. Uh, if you walk along Coronation Road to the ground, which you would do coming from the station, she used to live in uh, somewhere called Little Cross House on the ninth floor off Greenway Bush Lane. It was one of a couple of high rise blocks used in filming Only Fools and Horses. And I said on the last podcast it, yeah. when I was about eleven or twelve. I used to go to the games by myself and meet my dad at his mum's, my grandma's place, and she always had this habit of feeding us Hales Trent cakes. Now, Hales Trent was a local bakery, commercial bakery, down in Clevedon, about 12 miles outside of Bristol, and uh, it was one of those places where the kids at my school used to work, when you got to about 16, you'd work there in the summer. Now, I have never actually worked there myself. One of the guys who worked there... Right, he told me that what they used to do with the cake mix on the production line was stick <laughs> chewing gum in the cake mix, just Lovely. as old boys do. And the guy who told me that, now here's a bizarre connection here. When I'm sure when you guys are at school, you always had somebody that when the school Christmas part Christmas play was on, was always doing the lights, the little techie. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all into all the rock music. And and, and that guy, I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him for a while, but if you read Robbie Williams, one of his autobiographies, I think one came out about 10 years ago, he refers to a guy there called Franksy, 
There's a guy called Andrew Franks who he was a guy who said he stuck chewing gum in the in the cake mix in Clevedon. <laughs> but he ended up, it just shows if you have that interest in electronics as a kid, he ended up being Robbie Williams tour manager back oh, in the day yeah. when Robbie was doing Nebworth and all the rest of it like that. So if you're listening, Andy, um, I'm seeing you for a few years, but I always remember you telling me that of sticking cake sticking chewing gum in Hell's Trent cake mix when you were 17 year old. <laughs> if I may, being a, a tour manager for a rock star doesn't really involve technology and electronics. It's more to do with trying to find dodgy people on the streets <laughs> to see if they have anything that their their star can consume before a before a gig, I think. But yeah, so he was sticking chewing gum in the cake mix. Wonderful. No wonder they were Hi. chewing. Now, yeah. I, I have looked yeah. I have looked to see whether or not I could find said cake at Trent House Cake. And I wasn't able to, but I have in full honour of, of of the Harry Potter buses that the Watford fans were made to travel to, to Luton on last season. I'm still not over that. Found this. Now, this may date it. Look at this. This is a glorious thing. Hales, oh, Hales Cakes. Yeah. And it's 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 obviously something to do with staff transport, as it says that on the front. Now, yeah, do you remember it. that going round? I Well, it's got star. I don't remember seeing it, but the, the colour, the yellow and the red, and that looks like the old uh, factory, which got flattened. I think it's now a sort of police station <laughs> registrar. It's, <activity. laughs> it's been destroyed yeah. by good a good turret on, on a shopping centre. Good on you to find good on you to find that image. Oh, oh look yeah. at that. Look at that. Brilliant stuff. Well, so there we go. Wonderful. The well. uh, the the things to look out for tourist spot was its normal disaster, but Dave has actually managed to to to, to save this by giving not only parking advice, but also advice yeah. on on if you come across a, a Trent Hales cake from the nineteen sixties, for Christ's sake, don't eat it because there'll be something <laughs> inedible in it. Care of Robbie Williams tour manager. These are the kind of things that we need to find out about. Right. I think I haven't laughed like that on an opposition preview for a very long time. So thank you, David, for that, because that was that was very funny. Very much enjoyed that. Well, that's it for this season, mate. I don't think we're going to catch up again. So next hopefully season, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully next season we will we will or, catch up. Or again. if we both get through the FA Cup, we could meet again. That's Ooh. true. Can you imagine three times in? Could, who have you uh, got in round four, guys? Who who got Southampton at, at home at our place? And who have you got in the fourth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackpool or Forest at Ashton Gate, which is on the Friday. So I have yeah. to I have to ask one question then. Last question for for the day is that when when I think about Bristol City and I think about the cup, I always wonder. Do you do better in the years when you have the purple, green, and white kit? Because it's a, Ooh, it's a, it's I like a, that. It's a I like migraine it. of a kit, but it's very distinct. It and you've like used it a number of times. Batman. Well, yeah, yeah, but, I, I like it though. There's something about that. I don't. It's sorry, horrible. Well, no. no, I like that. That's Wasn't that the kit? Yeah, that you didn't you get a result at, at Liverpool or that something was, like that? Well, that, and funny enough, it's thirty years ago. In, t- in 1994, it's 30 years ago that we beat Liverpool that day with Brian uh, Tinian in that very kit. Yeah. And that was a match. I think that was, a, well, not I think, I know that was a match where it was one, it was going ahead at Ashton Gate. I think it was 1 1 at the time. The floodlights packed in, and that was in the day when you could have a, a replay three days after. So we replayed the game, drew that 1 1, and then went up to Liverpool and yeah. Tinian. Or, David, as always, absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. My really, pleasure, really my pleasure coming me. on and uh, having a bit of a natter. Very good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We'll catch up with you soon, mate. Thanks Cheers, for coming David. Thank you, sir. Lovely stuff.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.